You are now listening to the Skin Talk Podcast with Lo and Faith. Two solo estheticians come together for a fun and knowledgeable sit down about skincare and business, all while juggling the life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. Join us every Monday and get ready to learn a little and laugh a lot. All right, guys, it's another Monday in another Acne Awareness series podcast. Today, we are talking about acne myths and misconceptions that you might think are working to clear acne, but it's most likely doing the opposite. At the bare minimum, it's doing nothing at all. But the sad part about it is sometimes it's making it worse. So we're going to be talking today about those things. And um, I know I have a lot. I want to get off my heart on the myths. And I know Faith does too. So this episode is going to be a really good one and hopefully super informative, even maybe for an esthetician who's starting out and might not, you know, fully know about it. But if you're an esthetician that seasons, like we should all know this. So, (laughs) I mean, the biggest thing when it comes to like the professional side of it is just like, I mean, I feel like some estheticians, especially like beginners or whatever it may be, may do some of these things that people do at home. Um, right. One of the biggest things I would say, misconceptions and things that you don't want to do that a lot of people do for acne is using like full acne lines. And this may happen in some treatment rooms if they're not educated. They could be simply using a stripping wash and a stripping exfoliating and then a stripping two mask and then right. a stripping serum on you and then right. like maybe slap some moisturizer on the end, but like it's not going to help all the damage yeah. that was just done. Right. Um, so that's a big thing that may happen on like the professional side. All the other things are really just misconceptions of like home care and things to do at home. Yeah. Um, but we can kind of like I think that, that first misconception too is something that you can also do at home. I have plenty of clients who come in and they're like, oh yeah, I'm using my salicylic wash and then yeah. I use a witch hazel toner. After I use my witch hazel toner, I go in with my Mario Badusco drying lotion. And then after I do my drying lotion, I'm going to do a benzoyl peroxide spot treatment with my salicylic moisturizer. And then I am done. And I'm like, and then I'm going to put some mattifying um, foundation on right. and, and put some powder on. I use a scrub. Um, girl, I, <laughs> that's why it's not clearing. <laughs> I will never forget the literal first client that I ever took by myself on my own and she came in and was like yeah I have to exfoliate every day because I'm so oily and I'm just like even then I was just like oh you should be doing that but I didn't have the confidence to be like don't do that I was like oh okay right. cool you get the confidence right. to tell people what they shouldn't do because they're there to like imagine going into a doctor's office and being like yeah, I put this tea bag up my vagina twice a day to help. And they're just like, oh, sounds good. Instead of being like, no, you shouldn't do that. No, seriously. Like, okay, so, you for question, so question then for professionals, what do you do when you're not scared to tell your client? You're, you tell your client um, that you, you know, have that that they're doing the wrong thing. You have uh, some hesitations towards what they're doing, but they are, because I have clients who will do this. I'll be like, just in the last episode when I was talking about the skin medication 10, like multiple times a day, she basically should have told me like, she's not going to stop doing that. Like, 
<laughs> what do you do as a professional when you pretty much get the gist that your client, honestly, they're going to just still go to the beat of their own drum. They're here to get a facial, but they're not necessarily like prepared to listen to your advice. I don't know. Cause it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Cause it's like, you are results driven unless you're just a fluff facial and you like to just make people feel good and you don't really care about like long-term results and keep them who cares make your money but it's and also like I don't fire clients for stuff like that but let's say that like I wouldn't be squeezing them in if I was busy or if I had clients that respected my time and my knowledge like you want to keep wasting your money I'm not here to take people's money and not give them results but if you are just handing money and saying, I'm going to come to you, but I'm also going to not listen to you, that's a little right. on I've given yeah, you Yeah, so at what point do you, like, give up trying to press it? Like, and then we'll go back to myths and misconceptions. Last question on that. But, like... Okay. I feel like I will have clients and they might are a little hesitant. And then the second appointment, I'm still going to bring it up. And then the third appointment, I might still bring it up. But honestly, by like the fourth appointment, if I notice that you're not really, it's not going to like, I'm going to stop like suggesting things, but I'm probably not going as hard anymore. Um, I would more so start to point out things that I see each session and being like, oh, this is probably caused by this. So I always try to bring up real time issues that I see and be like, oh, you see how you're getting super dry over in this area. That's because you're doing this. Um, And it would help to avoid that specifically that we're seeing in real time if you would do it this way. Not like, oh, it'll help you stop breaking out that you've had a breakout for eight years. And if you do this, like sometimes they don't see like the end time results of what they're doing. They're just like, oh, I've always had acne and I'm using this and I still have acne. But if like I can see them getting worse over time and I can point out what I see and why I see it, then maybe they'll open up more. But if they choose to just disregard everything, I don't even know why they're coming to you at this point other than. No, yeah, I don't. I feel like most of my clients are like that, but I will say I have like a 5% maybe. And I, and I also wonder, I do not trying to be funny, but I do wonder sometimes like, why are you? still coming especially if I've told you like because it's not like I'll like guarantee to a client like oh yeah even if you don't do home care even if you don't listen we're gonna find these results like I'll straight up be like yo this is the teamwork yo like I don't know what to tell you like sometimes like my clients they will even know I at least like when my clients they know they'll come in and they'll be like yeah girl I ain't listening to nothing you said and I know that I am not doing right right now (laughs) but most of those people are like I'm trying or like right they want they're doing their best I want to do better but if somebody literally is just like no I'm gonna keep stripping my skin and come to you every month then honestly and pray for the best (laughs) take your money (laughs) if you're really keen on like not taking people like that then just get the balls to be like oh well I can no longer see clients that aren't taking my recommendations so we're either gonna have to get you on a different routine or uh, we're going to have to maybe refer you out to somebody else. Yeah, that's definitely a great way to put it. And I'm hoping like soon, honestly, by the end of the year, that that's kind of where I'm like gauged at because yeah. it's better for everybody. Like it's literally just better for everybody if it's like that. It really is. Because and it's like taking more fair, a spot, like, yeah. You're taking seriously. a spot from somebody that I could have great results with. Now I'm wasting my time exactly. on not doing anything with you, but damage control. Right, and we're both frustrated. 
Like you're frustrated. You're not getting results. I'm frustrated. You're not doing it. But anyways, let's get back to the misconception. So we talked about using like a straight up acne line. We talked about doing, you know, just too many actives all at once. Um, I think that it, that kind of ties in with another misconception, which is drying out acne is going to cure your acne, like completely just drying out your skin. Um, that one's a toughie. Your skin can't heal when it's not like healthily functioning. Like if it's dry, it's just like your body. Like if it's dry and dehydrated, all of your organs aren't even functioning right. Your skin is the largest organ on your body. So if you're not hydrating your skin internally and externally with, with topicals, so even your water intake is important. Um, but that is such a huge misconception. You can't dry it out. Your skin is literally going to get worse and it can't heal itself. Yeah, imagine somebody in the hospital for dehydration and how weak they are and how much like issues they're having because of this dehydration. Um, imagine that person into your skin cells and that's right. what's going on because compromised dehydrated skin can't function. Like it's literally that person passed out in the hospital bed, not yeah. being able to get up um, and do their job. So they can't heal what's going on under there. They can't protect your skin. They can't heal the barrier. So um, I have pretty reactive, sensitive skin if I do stronger products. And I am quick to see, like, oh, I'm using that retinol too much. I can automatically see I'm getting compromised. Damage control. Let me fix this. Let me fix the barrier um, so that I can slowly go back into these things and get the results, but not with a compromised skin, because you're not going to get any results with a compromised skin. Right. You're I even tell clients when they come in, right, like if you're coming in and your skin's super dehydrated, I can't do a facial that's going to strip your skin. We actually have mm -hmm. to focus on hydration now. We can't focus on like specifically only like acne products. Now I'm trying to figure out how to just make your skin be able to drink some water and even yeah. receive the product. Like if your skin's dehydrated, it's hard for it to even receive what it needs from the other products because, you know, it's just, again, like think about that dehydrated person. They can only take little sips of water at their lips. Mm -hmm. Like they're just part like, oh, just let me have a sip, just a taste. If you, so that's literally how it is. That's how your skin is. You're not going to put a dehydrated bodybuilder back in the gym and tell them to do some deadlifts. Like you're going right. to be like, all right, rest for a little bit, get your energy back. <laughs> get stable, get strong enough, and then we can slowly start to build back up your waist. Like literally, literally the com the com comparison? Comparison. The, <laughs> the comparison. <laughs> but we love doing a comparison on our podcast. Like we love comparing <laughs> skin to like something that you can just think of at home and visualize. That's how my brain works. That's how my brain has always worked. Even like when it comes to the medical stuff, if you even with like I take it back to even my son being in the hospital when he was little, like you can tell me something's like not working, but then if you give me an analogy, I'm like, oh, I got it stuck in my head Perfect. now. I got it. For I understand. Sure. It's not another language. Exactly. 100%. And that's how we should also just as a side note, be talking to our clients because that's what makes them feel a little bit more confident walking out the treatment room and just knowing about their skin. Um, because so. you know so much and it may seem redundant to you to say these basic things, but they don't have that basic knowledge. So you're needing to simplify those things, even though they're simple to you already. Right. 100%. I'm always 
not even, I wouldn't even say I'm always reminding myself. I feel like I'm always reminding my clients, like there's no stupid question. Like literally just ask me whatever, Like you don't know. I didn't know before I knew. How are you supposed to know if you don't know? Like ask the question. I promise you, I'm going to get excited to answer it. And, um, you know, you're going to leave feeling a little bit more educated. So what's another misconception that you feel like, um, there is with acne? I feel like the only other ones are more of like the DIY type of things, which DIY typically is mostly focused on like acne hyperpigmentation. Like everybody has the cure for these very, very difficult things to get rid of. And they have the magical cure in their cabinet at home, but none of us else have that. (laughs) Um, Right. So yeah, it's not, nothing in your cabinet (laughs) is going to get rid of your acne um nothing in the grocery store is going to get rid of your acne um putting right. like, on sure, your like, acne is not going right to. like certain ingredients they're helpful but like the ingredients in skincare products have been specifically formulated they've been I I love the post that you made the other day and you basically just like broke it down and it was like yo like there's people taking years of scientific research and formulation making these products safe they're not just going right like they're not just like oh vitamin c i'm gonna take a squeeze of orange i'm also mm-hmm. gonna add some glycerin here um i want this to be a cleanser so we're gonna add some of this and oh it's done like that's not how <laughs> you know it might have started off that way it might have started off that it way and did. then people were like oh this has the potential to work because of this but we need to take this out because this is irritating people we need to change this and make it stable because of this like there's it's literally like going and finding your whatever medicine you're prescribed looking on an ingredient being like oh I have that ingredient somewhere so that must work for that like no that's not how it works that's not how the medication works literally like you oh this medication has some le- some herbs in it let me go find some herbs and just magically fix 100%. my high blood pressure right <laughs> whatever it is whatever illness you have so it's not gonna simple if it's too simple probably doesn't work right and just finding like I love when I see a product I just went to Sephora the other day because I was looking I'm looking for this like a new sunscreen that I it's like a stick or a compact so I don't have to like reapply lotion but anyways I'm like reading and I'm like looking I haven't been in those stores in so long I'm just like looking at formulations and there's literally some products that just say like they don't really have the ingredient list on them like there's an ingredient list but like there, it's not really like a real ingredient list. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, it doesn't say everything on it. I'm like, or this is very vague. I'm just like, mm-hmm. people, you can really almost put anything on, on a bottle. <laughs> yeah, you can almost there, put anything on a shelf. You have to realize there is not a lot of regulation of skincare. So it really takes trusting a company and honestly that's just why it's better to go through your esthetician because they are familiar with those formulations like a normal person is not going to be just like a doctor is more familiar with the medication than any person on the street is going to be yes you may get you may like dive into that education yourself and be self-taught on certain things um, and be able to know things which is great but not everybody can do that and that's why people are here to help with that but no you can literally put 
almost anything in skincare. It really doesn't matter. There are regulations to how things need to be labeled on a bottle, and that's it. If it's labeled yeah. correctly, that's about all they need. And a cute yeah, little bottle. No, people care about it. Ulta giving them a deal to put it in their store. Like that's mm-hmm. the process. I also have on my highlights of Instagram is like the don't be fooled by the marketing schemes that a lot of people have and a lot of people prey on. And this big thing dermatologist like, tested. <laughs> which doesn't mean anything. Like you have to understand and you can go look at it on my reels. I mean on my highlights, but there's a difference between clinically tested and clinically proven. Those are the farthest things away from each other that could be. Because I can tomorrow make a simple five ingredient from my kitchen cleanser and give it to you low and give it to two other people and be like, try this out. Tell me how you like it. And you come back in a week and you're like, yeah, I liked it. It was all right. And I'm like, clinically tested. Didn't mean anything. Even now, if, if I, I said say, I don't like it, I think like it's it was still tested. clinically tested. <laughs> it's still clinically tested. That's the kind of Now, if something makes a claim, that's where you get into legality. If I say this is clinically proven to erase stretch marks, I have to now like prove how that steps. happened. Yes. Right. Um, so when you have like, and, and this also comes from like brands that care enough to have biochemists and scientists and formulators Mm -hmm. on a team rather than some private labeling can be trusted as well but there's so much more to having your own team and your own research behind products and those are the kind of people that I trust more than just a little influencer that started a skincare line yeah I think that's definitely a misconception as well with acne, with skincare is like, oh, this influencer posted a picture. She used to have acne. Now she says the ordinary BHA serum was the lifesaver of her routine. I'm going to go get a BHA serum from ordinary because it's going to be the lifesaver of my routine. She goes an esthetician. She goes to a dermatologist. She'd be using all the right. stuff. She got paid to tell right. you that she uses the ordinary and she probably has never put it Period. on her face. Right. It's crazy. Or it just so happens that maybe she's like a rarity, you know, that it, it, it could have worked inside of her routine, but you know, okay. She used, she used a benzoyl peroxide cleanser and the hydrating toner and then some ordinary serum and then a great spot treatment and a moisturizer. And she's like, oh yeah, the ordinary saved my life. Now, how about like the rest of the things that you Okay, what was the whole routine? Right, exactly. So there is not a one size fits all to a routine. I don't ever have people come in all day long and give them the same routine. The same routine. Everybody just print it out, just ready to hand out, just ready for everybody. Uh, This is magic. Even with acne, there could be two inflamed acne clients, Mm -hmm. and you need to handle them differently. So Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to just go ahead and go see an esthetician because they know. That's what they're, that's what they're trained for. That's what they know about. Um, is there anything else you feel like you want to add into the myths and misconceptions in acne? I feel like we covered a few. I feel like that's the biggest ones. I mean, if you have a question about something that you're doing that you think is a little iffy, 
message us and ask (laughs) but I mean the basics are no DIY masks no toothpaste on the pimples nothing in your cabinets on your face don't use the full acne lines yeah (laughs) no um full acne lines no like I want one or two acne products in your food routine yeah and then, and then maybe some rotated ones hydrating rotating one exactly like you don't even have to use the same thing every single day I use different things for different swings of how my skin feels every yeah. day so and that's why yeah. when I give somebody a routine I write down step by step how to do things because it's not easy in the beginning to know exactly what you're doing so oh, yeah 100 percent Well, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful episode on myths and misconceptions. Make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and engage with us on Spotify with our podcast questions. We're super excited to continue this Acne Awareness Month series, and we hope to see you guys next week with our new acne topics. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Skin Talk Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Skin Talk Podcast.